0: Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Release date the 10th of July, 2022.
1: Is that you, Brigadier Bambera? Krojach! Yes. Welcome to my hometown. It's been a long time. This was one of yours, I take it. What have you done to him? <sighs> I'm afraid to report that the inquisitive 86 is now 80-0. If you'd wanted me... You should have come after me yourself.
2: You know, that's not a bad idea. Brads down, I'm going in.
0: Benji. I'm Benji Clifford. He's Nick Briggs. Join us on our journey into the world of audio drama. From Big Finish Productions
3: for the love of stories. And because Brigadier Bambera, played by Angela Bruce, is back with us in Unit Brave New World, beyond exciting, uh, Benji and I will be chatting about Battlefield, the TV Doctor Who adventure starring Sylvester McCoy, which introduced the character right back in the 1980s following that the good
0: review guide this week we're talking about the fifth doctor the lost resort and other stories peter Davison's version of a time lord in a collection of
3: fascinating adventures
2: where to now doctor
3: somewhere restful. then we're off behind the scenes with unit brave new world one seabird one rogue state by rob valentine
2: i didn't know internal security officers could read
0: Following that, it's once again time to open your ear inbox with listeners' emails. sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. And that'll be full to the brim with your comments. Oh, yes. And this week, you finally listened to Nick's ranting about your listening habits. Yes, threats of cancellation really do seem to work. In fact, <laughs> Nick was so pleased that it worked that he messaged me to say, you know I threatened to cancel? Well, it
3: worked. <laughs> In our also available segment... We're We'll be taking a trip down memory lane to an earlier unit adventure as the Seventh Doctor tackles multiple alien attacks in the company of scientific advisor Elizabeth Klein and companion Rain, its unit dominion. Hello!
0: Is anyone home? Then the Random Oits Electatron will once again be giving you a 25% discount <gasps> on a randomly selected big Finish release. At this point in time, we have no idea what it'll be, but Nick will later edit in this clip.
4: Now! <gasps> okay, newsflash, this isn't my wedding.
3: And then, as you may have come to expect, it'll be time to give you a free 15-minute drama tease. This week, it's Unit, Brave, New World 1, Seabird 1, Rogue State by Rob Valentine.
2: He's not Interpol's to get, he's mine. Leave this to them,
5: Brigadier. You're being recalled to Unit Central Control.
3: What? No, I'm not done here. You are. Let's talk about
0: Battlefield. Oh, yes, good old Battlefield. Do you remember seeing that? Certainly do remember seeing that. I remember it... I remember being surprised by how good it looked, actually. It was a really good-looking story.
3: What was um, it about that made you expect that it wouldn't be?
0: <laughs> I don't know. No, I can't have it. Um it. was about, I thought it was... This is, I suppose, this particular time in Doctor Who, for me, obviously, it's, we're approaching the 90s, really, 1989. But, um, mm. but it's, this is the first flavour, I think, of Doctor Who... And the level it could have got to in the 90s. Like, it, it just was starting to look great. It has all the things that I think I, I like in doc, you know, just like in general sort of history and mystery and something else that rhymes with history and mystery. Um, but it's, I think it's a great, great fun, this story. Did, um, were you born at this point? <laughs> Do you want the answer? <laughs> yeah, no, you weren't. No, no, I wasn't. I was born so in 1991,
3: you, yeah. so uh, okay. a couple of years after this. So you watched it, what, well, on UK Gold or something?
0: That's right, yeah. I remember the excitement, because they used to do it... There was a point where it was just chaos, and they'd just have anything on, and then it became <laughs> like we're going through kind of chronologically. And oh, I remember nice. the excitement of kind of seeing it all um, for the first time, and, you, you, you know, you watch the Colin Baker stuff, and then it will say... You know, next next week we start with Sylvester McCoy, and I remember the excitement because I'd seen Sylvester McCoy's stuff in books, right, pictures of him, right. and the image of him, and things like that. And I remember I had there was a, obviously I had like all the the anniversary books, and I had one before that. I had the um, it's like Doctor Who and Illustrated History or something with pictures painted of all the the stories. But I had wow. no idea of of kind of what what it was all about, and so I remember watching all of that stuff for the first time. I really do and I really I really enjoyed it because it was so special and it was kind of you know it was it was like now when you wait for Doctor Who to come back on the telly it really felt like that for me but I yeah. love this this season of Doctor Who um, for me is one of my favorites I just so it's Sylvester's
3: it's, last one was it
0: Yeah yeah Sylvester's last one so this is sandwiched in between survival, well production wise it's sandwiched in between the Curse of Fenric and uh, Survival um, but next what was it
3: in broadcast order, though? Was it
0: greatest shows before Ghostlight, after that, then I think um, I think Curse of Fenric.
3: I oh, I see. I can't remember I'm going to have to the, have a look now. Yeah, um, I can't remember the order. Isn't that weird? I mean, I'm always admiring of people like yourself who who got into Doctor Who when it wasn't on. Um, that's weird to me because, of course, I got into it because it was on in front of us. And so, I, you know, and as I've said many times before, we had no choice but to watch television. You see, there are only three channels and then by this time, four. Uh, yeah. So interesting. Well, it was uh, a weird it was a weird
0: time to be a fan because you, you, you I came across Doctor Who in a completely abstract way because I just found it you know on, on the telly really and, and in, in in a video shop you know that's where where I <laughs> saw it but my Doctor Who because it wasn't on the telly at the time a lot of Doctor Who for me is just early internet stuff the early days of the internet and some of the people you meet and you see like fan films was such a thing when I was growing up because there was no new Doctor Who so once you'd yeah. seen it all you'd suddenly see somebody somebody with a who who's you know, a dab hand with with you know making things. Yeah, builds their own Tardis and has a Dalek or something and makes a <laughs> film on a, on a an old VHS camcorder. But and they they're using the old music that you get from one of the CDs. But because of the time and because we were so starved of new stuff and because it was it, the internet was exciting and that sort of stuff for me is I still feel is kind of like real Doctor Who. It's really bizarre. Um, but yeah, this was the season opener, so. um battlefield ghost light of ephemeric and then survival the i end.
3: thought it was the opener because i remember because when it came on i was working at visual imagination and i was working on tv zone and we did lots of uh you know the, there was a cover i think that uh you know uh, people went to the filming and took photographs and did interviews and all that kind of stuff i remember i had to transcribe all the interviews you know with james ellis who played the uh, professor in it uh, you know who had been in um Z cars an irish Z Cars. Cha- yeah, yeah and uh, yeah so uh i remember and i think i reviewed it for um for for tv zone i'm i'm fairly certain i did what did yes. you think well i was very cynical i was a young cynical fan and i think i largely enjoyed it but it did seem, it was quite a change, you know, Doctor Who seemed to have become far more sort of brash and faster, uh, and uh, it took quite a bit of uh, adapting to it. I remember I did an interview. Who was the director of Battlefield? Can you look that up? Uh,
0: Alan Waring. Was it Alan Waring? Yes. Yeah, oh. Uh, oh, no, hold on. No, I'm, it
3: wasn't Alan I
0: clicked, Waring. I'm on Ghostlight no. for some reason. I think um, it's no. Michael Kerrigan. Yeah,
3: Michael Kerrigan did this one. Ah, uh, good. I'm written by Ben Aronovich. Yeah, yeah. Although I think Mark Platt wrote the novelisation, didn't he? Oh, I can I can find that out. Hold on. I don't know. I, I, that's just a weird fact I came out with. <laughs> I, t- I could be completely wrong. Um, anyway, my, I interviewed Michael Carrigan, and uh, it was quite interesting because he was. Um, uh, it's just perhaps an unfair thing yes, to you're say. Great. I was, I thought I was about well, Mark Platt. Anyway, um, weird Doctor Who facts that I know. Uh, uh, Michael Kerrigan was, you know, he wanted to talk enthusiastically about Battlefield, but you could tell there was a degree of trauma in his recollection, not because anything terrible had happened during it. He clearly had a great time and, and enjoyed it. But at the same time, he said he was sort of, and I don't know how much, how long after it was but he was he was kind of exhausted by the memory of it which you know it had only been a few months before i think where he said they're just asking us to make movies and with no money and it's just you know it's just he he had it was like he was telling me it was completely unsustainable what they were trying to achieve and they had to cut so many corners and work so hard to make something that was you know that the script demanded so much of them, and they just didn't have the resources and the funds to do it uh, and it, you could see, I don't think he ever went back to Doctor Who. You could see he was sort of like really uh, yeah slightly traumatized by the the huge amount of work he was being asked to do, which I think he felt was a once in a lifetime experience if you <laughs> wanted to stay healthy, you know. Well,
0: I suppose at this particular time in Doctor Who history, the world was moving on. You know, production was, was heading in a direction. You know, you've got things like, you know, we've said it before, that like once once Star Trek is really rocking in its next-gen stuff, Yes. by today's standards, even that can look a bit corny now. But but compared to what Doctor Who was about, it's different worlds. And so this season, I think, and, and the season before, I, I really they really are trying to make it sort of competitive i guess but at the same time what are you going to do when you know it's the the program's already not really being supported at the bbc by folks like you know michael grade and things like that and
3: it's a difficult situation to be in and yes it seems to me that someone and you know this is probably completely inaccurate and stupid of me but someone at the bbc should have turned doctor who into you know a much higher budget filmed tv show at some point in the 70s, you know? Uh, because it, it it started to look tatty in comparison with everything else of that type that was on television. Uh, even though, of course, it, it survived because of the sheer strength of personality of Doctor Who as a programme and its eccentricity, you know. Uh, and it, and it, the nothing else fan base did. as well, I think. Well, to, well, yeah, but also, I mean, it was getting the viewing figures, you know, even when it was having hard times. So still, the viewing figures were fairly respectable. Um and I just think that it's probably the quality of the writing and the acting that kept it going, that, you know, it would have just... Yeah, if they just made it on film and given it a higher effects budget, I think um, people like Michael Kerrigan wouldn't have been quite so stressed <laughs> by the experience, I think. Anyway, there we are. There are our sometimes controversial, sometimes less than interesting thoughts on Battlefield. LAUGHTER
0: Time now for our good review guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you.
3: And as promised this week, we're looking at the fifth Doctor adventure, The Lost Resort, and other stories.
2: So, where to now, Doctor?
3: Somewhere restful, I think we could all do with a break. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Lost Resort, and other stories. I'd say we're standing under a lake, or a lagoon from the smell of it. Water? But it's floating in the air.
0: Gravitational fluctuations in the atmosphere, Tegan. Not all planets are so dull as to keep their water at
2: ground level. Death is an unwanted companion.
6: You also know of grief.
2: When you're my age, my dear, grief is stitched into living. It just depends how you wear it. Oh! No!
3: No! There's no such thing as
2: ghosts. Oh, Doctor. You're quite, quite wrong about that.
5: My name's Nellie Bly. I am going to beat the world record set by Phileas Fogg, who traveled the world in 80 days.
2: We're going to reach San Francisco soon, and all will be lost.
7: Even the passengers
3: will notice if I turn the ship around.
2: There must be something you can do. Lower the sea anchor. Then Nellie Bly really will have something to complain about. I need someone to get me to my final destination. Not his greatest strength, to be honest. You are an enemy
3: of the Daleks. You will be exterminated. Right, yes. Should have expected that. But before you do, ask yourselves. What is the greatest enemy of the Daleks doing here? They killed a man. A, a father. That's what Daleks do. What? How can you say that?
8: Get away from her, you mate. Exterminate. No.
5: Mac, no, come on, this way. But talk to her. No time to argue. Quickly. You
3: will not escape. Big Finish. We love stories. I've said so many goodbyes over the years, they never get any easier.
0: Just go to bigfinish.com and type resort into the search pane for full-on five adventures. That's Doctor number five, not not five adventures because there are (laughs) are only four but but well (coughs) anyway uh, first up indie mac user jacob licklider says overall we got the overalls Uh, out uh, straight uh, away whilst it is incredibly sad that the lost resort and other stories took so long to be released it was well worth the wait giving listeners a new box set and providing some great closure to one of the hanging arcs on
3: the monthly range 8.5 out of 10. Yes, I don't know why it uh, took so long to be released. I think it might have been some controversy about the content, uh, referencing plagues and stuff, and it was uh, around about the beginning of the pandemic and everyone didn't want to mention anything to do with illness in drama. And then you go on Netflix and find that Outbreak is their most popular <laughs> film. Yeah, a you know, everyone actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone really wants uh, uh, to watch stuff, uh, be entertained by stuff about pandemics. Anyway, who review.com? Daniel Mansfield says, It's been a long time coming, but the so-called Mark arc has finally come to a close. And what a conclusion! Exclamation mark. From the gut-punching emotion of The Lost Resort, which I have to say is a fantastic title, isn't it? A.K. Benedict. And Nightmare of the Daleks, to the swashbuckling adventure of The Perils of Nellie Bly. This set has something for everyone, but will particularly be special for fans of The Fifth Doctor, who have been clamouring for an emotional resolution to Adric's death since, well, the 1980s. The cast are on top form throughout, all getting their standout moments. Just stand out there, would not you? Oh, that's a moment. And cementing this as one of the most well-rounded TARDIS teams in Doctor Who history. It's such a shame that this particular chapter in The Fifth Doctor's Adventures is over. As we say goodbye to the wonderful George Watkins as Mark, brilliant actor, and producer-director Scott Hancock. But it's safe to say that this entire run of stories, starting with 2019's Tartarus, will be remembered... As some of the best material this particular Doctor and his companions have ever had. Highly recommended Toe, four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, cue in uh, Piers Brosnan there. Ooh. Thank you, Piers. Uh, interesting that I think this is uh, Scott Hancock uh, producing The Fifth Doctor. And obviously it has gone down very well with uh, Daniel Mansfield here. So nice one, Cyril. Well, over on Twitter, Gopolis, Sisterhood
0: of Khan, or Sisterhood underscore Khan, says, uh, Well, thank you, Big Finish, for completely destroying me <laughs> with the first tale on this set, The Lost Resort. Uh-huh. A landmark story for the Fifth Doctor, devastatingly composed by A.K. Benedict, right. and with stunning performances from Peter Davison and Minetta Lane. That's Matthew Waterfield. Uh, Water, those... Waterhouse, I think you'll
3: find. Oh, not." De- <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, it's because uh, uh, Waterfield. It's 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 uh, Victoria Waterfield and Matthew Waterhouse. I think you'll find. Well, this is
0: it. I was watching *Tomb of the Cybermen*. Not yesterday, the day before. Well, there you so that will probably be why it's yeah. on my mind. Um, I was, it was just. To, to, I've got. A, I've just got a telly with lights on the back that make the whole you know make all the the colors of the stuff stand out so of course watching that i just felt really cold because it just was constantly gray like sort of white oh. light so i just felt like i was sort of in watching it inside a massive iceberg um well that was how i felt but yes um <laughs> those last words they say i wonder what the last words were uh, probably matthew waterhouse <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> um yes there we go Tim Ridout one says I realise I'm biased but crime writers write superb Doctor Who. Who was the crime writer? Uh, That was Batman I don't know. Batman? Yeah it was Crime Fighter Oh not quite. fight so anyway The Lost Resort and other stories from At Big Finish is a case in point. point three exciting moving and beautifully written tales from AK Benedict Sarah Ward and Martin Waits oh, maybe one of those was, uh, yeah. um, plus an exquisite score from Rob underscore composer good old Rob talented
0: chap good at tinkling the ivories
3: oh yes definitely
0: uh, we've got host productions here a strong fitting and emotional end to the Mark era uh, the Mark Bowen era. No, um, uh, perfectly yeah, can you do a quick Mark Bowen impersonation? Do da do. Oh, she ran down. Um, <laughs>
3: that, haven't heard that for years.
0: It's been a long time, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, ho, ho, Um Perfectly encapsulating the style of '80s Doctor Who, whilst expanding on the TARDIS team's emotional development. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, yes.
3: At Andrew On sea, Air in capitals, air. Uh, The Lost Resort and Other Stories is a magnificent fifth Doctor Box set, full of character-driven and emotional moments with nostalgic music, the return of Adric and the Daleks. Oh, so I had a job on there. And last but not least, a heartbreaking yet bittersweet farewell to Mark. Yes, this one's really in the past for me, because obviously the release was held back for some time. Um goodness me. Yeah, that's it for the reviews this week. Next time we'll be talking about Torchwood Curios by James Goss and starring Murray Melvin as Guess
1: Who... <laughs>
0: Still to come with the podcast, listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com And we'll be looking at a classic Big Finish Unit box set, released back in 2012. (sighs) Long time ago, ten years ago. It's Unit Dominion. Ten years?
3: Ten years. Uh, But first, let us delve behind the scenes of the latest chapter of Unit to hit your ear things. Oh, uh, Angela Bruce returns as Brigadier Bambera in Unit Brave New World, Seabird 1. Rogue State.
5: My name's Rob Valentine and I'm the main script editor of UNIT Brave New World and the writer of the opening story Rogue State. I didn't know
2: internal security officers could read.
5: You'd be surprised Brigadier. They
8: let some of us use sharp pencils.
5: (laughs) I'm a Doctor Who fan who lived through the wilderness years Uh, and to this day I still ache for all the 90s stories we never got. Uh, So this opening episode, and indeed the whole first run of adventures, is set the year after Battlefield. uh, And Bambera's version of the late 90s is basically an early 2020s take on a late 80s guess at what the 90s were going to be like. The underlying mood that seeped into a lot of 90s pop culture was post-Cold War, pre-millennial tension. Uh, A new distrust of one's own government and a fear of Soviet-era weaponry getting loose in the world, uh, which informed everything from the X-Files to Goldeneye. Uh, So that very much informs this story. We catch up with Winifred Bambera at a crossroads in her life.
2: I can carry my own bag, thanks. Glad to hear it. I am simply here to escort you to Geneva. Are you serious? Don't tell me they consider me a flightless...
4: Hello, my name's Emily Cook and I am the producer of Unit Brave New World. Hello,
7: I'm Scott Hancock and I am the director of Unit Brave New World, volume one.
4: I knew that Big Finish was keen to do a Brigadier Bambera-led series of Unit adventures and I was very excited by that as a prospect, so sort of grabbed it with both hands and then ran with it and thought we have to make this happen because... I don't know, it feels like it should have happened ages ago. It's a long time coming. Um, she's such a brilliant character. And Doctor Who has characters like this, doesn't it, in its history, where mm. they're on screen relatively little, but they they make such a lasting they impact. make a
7: huge mark.
4: Yeah. And so it was kind of a case of, well, how hasn't there been a Brigadier-Bambera spin-off series? And there should be. And so that's sort of how it came together. And then it was just the, the process of working out what the tone and the feel of the series would be. And I think that came together quite quickly, actually. I was working closely with Rob Valentine, the script editor, and we knew we wanted it to be set in the 90s. We wanted it to... Sort of, we were, we were saying these are all of the unit adventures that we were robbed of by the cancellation. Robbed! So, robbed! We were robbed! We was robbed, we were. <laughs> um, but we are making up for it now.
7: It's lovely. I remember seeing Battlefield... I I was slightly too young to see it on transmission because I'd have been four, five, I think, Mm. in 1989. Um, But the BBC did a repeat season, I think, in 1992 of... They did did stuff from the Sea Devils through to Battlefield. And I remember as a kid loving Battlefield, but also particularly Bambera because her catchphrase, oh, shame, as a kid, was the most hilarious thing in the world. (laughs) And so she just left this indelible mark. And you go, actually, the double act between her and Anselin was just utterly charming. Yeah. But yeah, I fell in love with Angela Bruce as a, as a small child in the 90s. Captain,
2: it will kill us all. Then at least on this crate we've got it contained. Hi, my name is Angela Bruce and I play Brigadier Bambera.
1: Oh, hello. Uh, my name is Wilf Scolding. I play Roman Grojach. And, uh, Ian Fanning! <laughs> Hello! My name is Alex Jordan, and I play Sergeant Jean-Paul
8: Savarine. Hello, my name is George Watkins, and I play Eerie Six, Russian Captain, Unit Corporal, and Choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-na.
2: Any idea what's inside?
8: I don't ask. They don't...
2: What the hell was that?
8: I don't know! I don't want to know! They're your problem now.
2: Wiggy dear! Everything okay? Severine! Get over here! <laughs> this time round playing the brigadier again <laughs> is very very heartening. It's full of joy Aww. and it's been an absolute joy working with these two Idiot. To, well, I didn't say that. No, obviously not that, that, but it. you read my mind. <laughs> no, it's been absolute fun. And um, I it's evident by today getting the giggles at four o'clock. That hasn't happened to me for many years, so that's been certainly a sign that I've had good fun on this ah, part.
7: It's time and delirium
8: mixed with caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? dehydration? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excessive <laughs> caffeine. Adding to the dehydration. Yeah.
7: <laughs> What a lovely thing to
0: say Just go to bigfinish.com and type Brave New World into the search pane To join Bambera In these exciting unit adventures Time now for
3: Listeners Emails
0: That's right and they are exciting aren't they they are you know they're like unit adventures they're very exciting yes yes and if you want to, to send in some excitement we welcome it in fact we we encourage it just send it to podcast send it in and well if you're lucky you might just get read out this first one here is from my dear friend fattener uh subject this one don't cancel the podcast
9: <laughs> uh, it worked it by, by joe it worked oh dear um,
3: I hope people, I think people knew I was joking by the ridiculous way I made the threat by
0: shouting! <laughs> so, uh, hi, Benji and Nick, and Nick and Benji. <laughs> hi there. Hi. Uh, I just finished listening to the July 3rd podcast. Nick, I heard your second plea for us to email our summer. You sounded so disheartened that no one responded. To help out, I'm sending you my list of activities and the relevant listening choices. Oh, There we go. Uh, (laughs) High-speed car chase down Chicago's expressways to Callum, actually. Yes. It's a good (laughs) choice. She Uh, loves Callum.
3: So do I, but uh, Fatton, well done. It's her new favourite thing.
0: Or bungee jumping off Chicago's skyscrapers, Diary of River Song. (laughs) Um, why not? Ziplining between museums. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Uh, anything Third Doctor. Yeah, quite it's... right. Yeah, or quite. Uh, climbing the Chicago Picasso. Anything the Fourth Doctor. Very cultural. Uh, zorbing along Lake Michigan. Unit, uh, the new series with Stuart and Osgood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, breaking into all haunted <laughs> locations at night to do a bit of ghost busting. It's got to be the Omega Factor. Yes. Yes. Um, Go fund me a fundraiser to crowdsource the money I need to get out of jail after being arrested for the above activities. Yes, very true. Uh, any Doctor Who story where the Doctor is imprisoned and needs to escape. Just, just there if you if can't find one of ours, just watch Frontier in Space. Um, <laughs> he spent most of that in a cell. Um, on the moon. Uh, recovering from physical and mental injury after completing all the above, my entire Big Finish library. <laughs> well Good, done choice solid uh coming back to reality for a moment i don't have any significant plans to get away this summer given my current workload financial situation and especially my just beginning my doctoral studies hope it goes well um any time off will be more of a staycation Uh, at least i have my audio library sorted Ah, smiley emoji we love a smiley emoji. Uh, Big Finish continues to be a special part of my life every day of the year. Keep the stories coming, and I'll keep listening on my end. Lots of love from Chicago,
3: Fatina. Oh, lots of love, Fatina. Thank you so Sending much. It out.
0: And thank you as well for your very kind message um, to me when I had COVID. Oh. very very sweet of you. A lovely human being.
3: Uh, Next up, David Smith writes in with Holiday Listening. Dear Nick, Benji and Stephen, brackets Noonan. (laughs) (laughs) Some call me Toby, others call me Michael. Still more call me David. (laughs) I have multiple names. Most, mostly unpronounceable, certainly unprintable. <laughs> However, <laughs> collectively, you know me as Radiation Man. And yes, I've written to the podcast. That's the sound of
0: radiation.
3: Then. <laughs> I can't do a guy. How do you do a guy? Go- That's not bad. It sounded more like a dolphin, didn't it? <laughs> the geiger dolphin um i'm responding to nick's plea with the threat of the podcast being exterminated by nick's fury because no one had written in regarding their holiday listening so here is my list i'll try and keep it concise i first listened to the beast of orlock eighth doctor in the jungles of mexico trying to drown out the howler monkeys in the night followed by a storm and then wondering if the trail of ants beneath the hut floor would reach me by morning and I'd wake up minus a leg. (laughs) The very same holiday days. Later, I listened to The Angel of Scutari The 7th Doctor That's set around about the time Of the Charge of the Light Brigade Folks, there's Crimean War Whilst sat on a beach Recovering from Montezuma's revenge <laughs> Or Magnum ice cream I'm still undecided Other brands were available uh, Fast forward a year And it's the Skull of Sobek 8th Doctor Oh, that's brilliant The Skull of Sobek They're Everyone's big crocodiles That had some um, Barbara Flynn In that, you know Fantastic Yeah, uh, I, I was particularly pleased with the trailer of that one actually I was sat in the departure lounge Anchorage, Alaska Possibly being glared at by fellow passengers As I laughed at the antics of Lucy Bleed in Miller <laughs> Mind you It was after midnight So not everyone was as entertained as myself It probably didn't help When I dropped the CDs on the floor When swapping them around This was before the amazing app Further along the timeline I'm in Florence, yes Italy, and I had the wrath of the Iceni fourth doctor to keep me company. Then a few years later in Minsk, Belarus, it was Memory Lane, another Eighth Doctor adventure. Yeah, when I became executive producer, Memory Lane was the first one that was going into the release schedule, actually. So I remember it well. I was wolf-watching on that trip. I returned covered in mosquito bites. I looked so bad, people were pointing and giving me a wide berth. (laughs) Still, it got me a couple of seats to myself on the flight home. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm fairly sure I made the effort to listen to the companion chronicle, The Emperor of Eternity, Second Doctor, while walking on parts of the Great Wall in China. I do recall attempting to return to return, sorry. (laughs) I do attempt, 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 (laughs) self-destruct. I do recall attempting to listen to Return to the Web Planet, Fifth Doctor, sat on a plane awaiting takeoff. I say attempting because the person next to me kept trying to strike up a conversation. Oh, the worst. That is so rude. Should've thrown him out. If, If you're listening to Big Finish, You must not start conversations with people. Now, I'm sure these aren't the only titles I've listened listened to on holiday. For the last past few years... Sorry, I'm having trouble with my brain connecting with my mouth. For the past few years, like many, I've been unable to get away. Now I'm listening to everything at work on a bike ride. Now, if your follow-up question is... What big finish releases have you been listening to while decorating or cleaning the bathroom? Then that's another saga. There you have it. I hope this email isn't too long. I don't want to make myself into a holiday bore.
0: (laughs) Well, you made me feel like a real... Made me feel like a real basic Benji with that. I I feel like I need to see more of the world.
3: Sorry, I was doing the holiday bore. Donkey with a hat on. (laughs) Uh, Kind regards and thank you for all the entertainment. Toby Michael David, brackets, Radiation Man. P.S. Now I didn't listen to anything in Chernobyl. I was too busy listening to the Geiger counter while watching where I stepped and what I touched. Sent from my iPod. Has he really been to Chernobyl? Chernobyl. He has.
0: Yeah, Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah.
3: he's Radiation Man, isn't he?
0: He's Radiation Man. That was that was the thing. Was when I when I first met him, not at this Big Finish day. It would have been the last Big Finish day. Uh, I think he recently come back from um, Chernobyl, which Gosh. is mad. What an incredible
3: life you have, Toby, Michael, David, Radiation Man.
0: Well, quite, well, quite. Which means, I wonder, has anybody ever listened to a Big Finish in Chernobyl? Probably not. (laughs) I feel like nobody has. Probably because it would be really dangerous to do so.
3: Yes, I would have thought so.
0: Well, there we go. Also, has anybody ever listened to Big Finish Under the Sea, do you think?
3: Oh.
0: Maybe in a submarine. I like to
3: be under
0: the sea. These are all all questions, you see. They are questions, yes. You know, obviously, I I doubt anybody's listened to a Big Finish in space, but you never know. Those astronauts, they've got plenty of time on their hands. Yeah. yeah. So in space, under the sea, uh, in in a radiation zone. We should
3: make that happen, actually, that a Big Finish release gets listened to in space, shouldn't we? It should be released in space, yeah.
0: Released in space, yes. Or you could send, you know, like people send things into
3: space on yeah, a balloon like, like, like Jamie did down. that didn't, didn't he? he he's got something that's been in space
0: I've got to send in send up a, a big, big finish release yeah yeah well keep writing in with, with where, wherever you you know your holiday plans for listening to and maybe writing as well where is the weirdest place you've listened to a big finish release <laughs> and we've got one more here from uh, Nissa McKinnon uh, so we might find out We don't, who knows um, the subject of this one is Butch Manning. <laughs> um, hello to all. I hope that everyone is in good health and there is sunsh- some sunshine this summer. Oh, it's so, very scorching. are yeah, yeah. about We're about to uh, embark on a heat wave. That's so definitely. That's
3: why we're not reading the uh, emails very well because we're melting. We're so
0: hot. We're melting. We're so hot. That and uh, we've, got, we've got a load of Daleks nearby with those weird guns. Um, and that I thought you meant Pyro, pyro diff- Flames. <laughs> oh, I can taste compressed
3: air now in the air. Um, <laughs> what I was does that originally... smell or taste like?
0: Not very nice. Okay. Um, I was originally going to pop a quick note in to reinforce your decision to recast another to play an iconic character. Um, not only uh, what I heard had the feel of his father's work, I think his version is... Is worthy for all. That, of course, is referring to Michael Troughton, Yeah, and the second who's Doctor stepping Adventures. into his father's shoes for the second Doctor. Uh, email continues here. Uh, then a few seconds later, you, Nick, uh, are telling Miss Manning that you wanted Manning to be more Butch. Well, that was a line that has tickled me. <laughs> yes. I'm immature. <laughs> Once again, I thank you for the love of stories. For the love of stories, uh, stay shiny and keep making amazing things, Lisa McKinnon. We'll try.
3: Yes, thank you, Lisa. Uh, this uh, is referring to the behind-the-scenes section on Roth of the Ice Warriors uh, last week, in which when uh, Katie Manning was experimenting doing her Ice Warrior voice, and I, we started talking about her sounding a bit butch that that's what that was about <laughs> anyway and katie was laughing a lot and i'm sorry if anyone finds that offensive i didn't mean to be offensive i don't think anyone does find it offensive i'm just worried that anything's offensive these days uh, is being offensive talking about being offensive offensive i don't know uh, that's it for the emails this week more next time sent to podcast at bigfinish.com i am of course Uh, thoroughly ashamed and humbled but also slightly disturbed by your marvellous response to my threat to cancel the podcast unless you sent in the kind of emails I want Uh, in this case your tales of Big Finnish holiday listening habits is what I'm referring to and there are more emails to come on that subject we've had a fantastic response uh, not least from Dwayne Hi There Bunny by the way, uh, I appear on Dwayne's uh, podcast, The Sirens of Audio, now. Uh, the first half of a lengthy interview with me that, um, I have to tell you, is very boring. Uh, please do keep sending in those. <laughs> that, um, I am, of course, dreaming up new threats to motivate you. Spoiler, I'm not ready.
0: Uh, as always, the Randomoid Electron is chugging away. <laughs> That's a weird chug, but I'm kind of thinking like I was going for narrowboat. You know, that sort oh, of... Oh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That sounded like you were sort of encouraging uh, chickens to come your way. <laughs> <laughs> come here, Desmond. <laughs> uh, Desmond. <laughs> yeah, so that Desmond the chicken, thank Obviously, you. the obvious name for a chicken, yes.
0: Desmond to you, anyway. He's Des to me. Uh, Desk. Uh, getting ready to offer a 25% discount on a randomly selected big finish release. It's the Randomoid
3: Selectatron. Desmond Island Discs. Uh, But before that, it's time for Also Available. And this week we travel back to 10 years. Hey, 2012. And an epic unit release that I co-wrote, starring Sylvester McCoy and Tracy Childs, along with Alex McQueen in his first appearance as the master. It's Unit Dominion. The scene numbers go right from episode one all the way through. Oh, A okay. uh, like very sensible stipulation by David. So then, you know, it's not episode one scene two. Right. You know, it's okay. already behind schedule. Right. Should we uh, mm. read it and I'll and sneakily record it. All right. Off you go. Thank you.
6: Hello. Is anyone home?
3: Hello, I'm Nick Briggs. I'm uh, the director of Unit Dominion and also the co-writer.
6: You are going to give me access to a time machine and the whole of human history. Do you really understand what you're proposing? Better than you, I suspect.
3: I remember that we were doing the uh, Klein trilogy with the Seventh Doctor, and but I did come in to one of the recordings for some reason, just being nosy, I suppose, and I met Tracy.
2: No conditions.
6: No parole. No conditions. No parole. Then yes. For better or worse, I'm coming with you.
3: Everyone had waxed lyrical about her before, and uh, and I realised why, meeting her and, and seeing and hearing her perform. And then it was afterwards that uh, David Richardson suggested that we did another unit series, but since Klein had been established as being In unit now in her sort of reconstructed life um, that she should be the the mainstay of it
6: you must be the doctor you recognize me not that particular face but who else could you be
2: who else would materialize a 1960s police box in the middle of a secure installation
6: who else indeed I'm in the right place then
2: has it changed so much in two years yes doctor this is still unit we're still here fighting to keep the world safe.
3: That was the beginning of it, and it made me very excited, especially having met Tracy and realising what a lovely person she was and how great she'd be to work with and how brilliant she is. I immediately said, I want to write it, as I say about a lot of things. Um, But then, you know, the wisdom of David Richardson threw lights on the situation that it was going to be very difficult for me to fit it into my schedule, Uh, So I'd come up with a very vague storyline with just a few basic plot ideas in and notions of the different dimensions and uh, something that controlled the dimensions split into two and being in different places and involving the master. And David said to me, you really need to give this to someone else to write. So Jason Arnop had just done a one-episode story for us and Alan Barnes had said, you know, it had gone really well and Jason was lovely to work with.
2: Missa, yes, yes, The young woman has been taken.
3: Taken? Taken where?
2: To a place where we can feed
6: without interference. I warn
3: you now, if any harm befalls her...
6: There is no if. The probability is 100%.
3: Probability? So I got... Jason on board to have a look at the storyline and revamp it and, and write a script. <sighs> Should be nicely brewed by now.
6: Hello, my name is Sylvester McCoy. I play Doctor Who number seven. I
4: hope you're not thinking of serving that tea without some gorgeously decadent luxury biscuits. My name is Beth
6: Chalmers, and I play Raiden Creevy. It's a huge script. Sure, it is. Yeah. The postman. I mean, when he delivered it to my home. When I looked out the window, his, uh, his knuckles were trailing on the pavement. It was so heavy for him to carry. I really liked it being one massive script, really, because it takes a while to enter... The
2: Doctor Who world is somewhere you have to kind of step inside and immerse yourself in and get used to it. And usually by the end of a script, <laughs> I'm there going, oh, yeah, I get this, I'm quite comfortable here. But now we're going from one dimension to another, and I feel more relaxed in the world of Doctor Who because... You don't go in and out of it at the end of each script. You just, I can immerse myself in it, and you feel a little bit like they can throw anything at you. Spiders can come, giant floating heads can come. I can have to imagine doors and, you know, rain. I would uh, take it in my stride, really, um, because
6: I've been in this world for a while. Ah, oh, now, let me guess. A distress call? You're learning a fast, Rain. you will have to wait. What's it like approaching such a, a big epic? Well, it is a bit kind of, you know, epic, really. Awesome. It's, it's also exciting. You think, wow, it's like doing, you know, a big, huge, epic film only in the mind.
3: This is quite a long story, you know. It's been pointed out to me that it equates to the length of about, uh, the invasion, you know, something like that from the... Chaltern era and of course there's a danger with long stories like that that you that there are segments where you tread water and I think you just have to be very definite about what the story is doing at any one time you know so you do have the luxury of saying well this is the section where they get involved with alien mind leeches in a big building and it becomes like a unit operation I, I wanted this story even though it has this driving force of the psychological problems for Klein and also the horrible Deception of the master and the doctor being trapped elsewhere. Um, I wanted this story to feel authentically unit. So I wanted to, I wanted, I wrote in my original storyline, you know, they will have this whole. Second half of episode one, where they are dealing in a very traditional unit doctor-involved sort of way with mind leeches from another dimension, um, and you get then you get the thing with the spiders in Germany. You know, uh, there was a section that Jason had written about something else going on in um, South Africa, but I thought that that was one uh, one excursion too many.
10: Hmm, sounds like my kind of trip.
6: I doubt it, Ray. We're being dragged through the dimensional divide.
2: It's one of
7: those
6: me. 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 It's right outside! Oh God, it's right
8: outside! My name is Miranda Keeling and my characters are Sylvie and Liz Morrison. Did
6: that do anything? I can't tell! Hello, I'm Alex Mallinson and I am playing Maynard and several other characters.
8: The script is really vast somehow. I mean, it's vast in sort of actual scale, but it's also got these incredible woven threads, which are, are quite um, complex and quite lovely. And also it's one of the things I noticed about it straight away is just the imagination of the, the, the thing, you know, these floating babies' heads and, and mind leeches. And, you know, it's perfect for audio because you can really, you can conjure up something quite extreme in your imagination and and make it a reality. So, yeah.
6: Exciting stuff. Dominion. It's got. It's a saga. I mean, this is an epic Doctor Who. It's rather than the the sort of four half-hour parts, we've got four feature-length episodes. So just as Doctor Who on the telly has sort of went, went had its season of of epics, uh, this is this is a big finish take on it. And I was really excited because I knew I heard that Unit Dominion was coming back. I immediately jumped and said, "Please let me do the covers." Uh, I'm very excited. And then once Sylvester was in the mix as well. And then it, uh, a future doctor added to it, it just, it just became irresistible. So I, um, I'm very excited. There's also, I mean, not to mention all the human characters that are interesting and the intrigue within UNIT. You've got a huge array of great monsters and really mad stuff happening as well. So it's bags of fun.
9: My name is Ben Porter. And I play, amongst other things, John Starr, who is a television reporter. So far, there have been no reports of attacks overseas, but it is surely only a matter of time before.
10: Hi, my name's Samuel Clemens, and I'm playing a couple of characters, but the main one is Major Wyland Jones.
8: Doctor, stop or I fire! Let me go after him! Oh,
7: Missy! What was your reaction to getting this 400-page
10: script? Oh no! I'm going to have
9: to read all this. I <laughs> thought, wow! I wasn't expecting that because uh, normally when you do plays, obviously a, a play script is uh, of a certain length. You you expect it to be you know of a certain wedge, and then when the Doctor Who scripts come th- clunking through your door, um, you you are a bit taken aback because it was four scripts. This, this CD comprises of four scripts actually, um, and. Um, I'm not great at reading scripts because I, I prefer to watch them or whatever, you know, rather than read them. But I have to say, when I started reading this, I very quickly got hooked into it because I hadn't read any real kind of sci-fi stuff for years and years. In fact, the last uh, writer even approaching sci-fi was Ballard. I think I'd, I'd read some Ballard recently. So to be reading about skyheads and mind leeches and, and all of that was actually great fun. And it reads as well as I hope uh, it, it uh, it plays it was uh, a great read actually yeah
10: I got a script through the post, I said, oh, this is great and you know, just just make sure, you know, text to let let them know that you've got, got the script I was like, oh, great, great. Had a look through, you know, there's quite a lot to do. And then the next day I got another one and I immediately thought, oh, oh, they've oh, he's just sent two, oh, he, you know, so he probably thought it didn't come through. And I opened it up and realised, actually, it's another script, it is just that big. It is definitely the biggest script I've ever worked on for anything. I mean, it's, it's, it's I mean, God, I can't remember how many pages, it must be, only like, 400 pages or something. Um, it's like a novel. It must have taken forever to write it but it's 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 what's nice about it is having having uh, started it I really couldn't put it down I really wanted to know what was going on obviously to know what, how I was going to approach my character but at the same time I just it, it was very very exciting and it just keeps building and building and building and building and it's 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 a it's a very well constructed script and uh, but I do think it is it, it, uh, I think I said to somebody that I think if you put it up against your chest I think it would probably stop a bullet and it's that big <laughs>
2: Shoot him! Ah! Stop firing,
3: Major! The thing I brought to this was the backstory of the Time Lords and the Dimensioneers, because in my original storyline, I hadn't explained what the technology behind the whole dimensional stability thing was. And uh, I think Jason had taken an incorrect cue from that and how was he to know um and thought oh this is something that will remain unexplained and i found when i came to do the rewrites i thought i i this it's too much it's too large an area to be unexplained and i needed to create a whole level of of pseudo-scientific technology that would explain it
6: the people of my world used to tell stories of the fabled dimensioneers to thrill their children Dimensioneers. Mythical tales of awesomely powerful travellers, pioneers who bestrode the dimensions, dared to interfere, to seek the ultimate balance of power of eternity. Nothing mythical
4: about this thing, though, is there?
6: It looks thoroughly real.
3: And potentially very dangerous. The logistics of recording something as long as this is are quite involved and uh, scheduling is everything when you're dealing with availability of actors, everyone was available, but then Beth Chalmers decided she had to go and record Mike the Night on one of the days. <laughs> Mike the Night is a kid's animation show that I'm very much aware of because uh, my two-and-a-half-year-old son leaps up and down with joy every time it's on and sings Do It Right, which is one of the lyrics of the Mike the Night song. So um, it, it did it did mean that the scheduling had to be quite... He was quite involved. And it did mean that Sylvester had an extremely busy day, which he he did remind me about uh, quite a lot. He, he finished the first day and said, this is this is like I've recorded a whole story in one day. And in many ways, it was because he really had to do episode one and two's bits all in one day. Uh, but we can blame Beth Chalmers for that.
0: I can't believe that was 10 years ago. I know. That's mad, isn't it? Well, you can find Unit Dominion at bigfinish.com if you type Dominion into the search pane at the top. Oh, that's how you find things. That's how you do it. That's what it's there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay. Uh, And still on the Unit theme, actually, don't forget that it will soon be time to tease you with the first 15 minutes of Unit Brave New World, featuring the return of Angela Bruce as Brigadier Bambera. But first...
3: It's the Random Oits offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. It's fired up, it's chugged away, yes. and we've
0: got ourselves 223 Doctor Who static. Static. Is this Johnny
3: Morris? This is Johnny Morris indeed. I thought so, I just recognise it. It's a, It's a sort of ghostly spooky one, isn't it? We love a bit of ghostly spooky really this year. Sp- it certainly Ooh.
0: is. Colin Baker, Miranda Raisin and Lisa Greenwood uh-huh. who star in this one. Uh, cool story. Remember it when it came out. 2017. Well, let's hear the trailer.
4: OK, newsflash. This
2: this isn't my wedding. And this isn't 1944. Doctor, you said
1: you were taking me home.
3: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions.
8: Don't answer that phone. Doctor Who. Static. Don't answer it. Leave it alone.
4: Hello? <coughs> oh, hello. Help me,
8: help me, help! Where are I? Where are you?
3: Big finish. We love stories. Uh, come on, Constance. Breathe. Breathe!
8: She's Breathe. gone, Doctor! Uh, no, She's dead! No! I can bring her back! I can save her! It's too late, Doctor!
0: Oh,
5: Constance, never giving up, never giving in,
6: never
8: giving.
3: There you go. Uh, What is the guest cast here? David Graham's in it. This has got to be directed by Jamie Anderson then. Yes it is. <laughs> yeah, uh Chris Dale as well. Yes. Oh, oh the, the the usual
0: the usual game.
3: Brian Prothero, who I think that uh, Jamie recommended to me and ended up in um uh what was it called? Uh The Iron Legion. Yeah. He was playing the Centurion And that, I think. Oh, so there we go. Uh what recorded on the 6th and 7th of June in 2017. And was released in December. Okay, yeah, you can see how that would work. Yeah, lots of nice reviews. A brilliant addition to a superb run of Sixth Doctor Stories. I don't say this lightly, but I think it's better than Chimes of Midnight. Whoa. Tin Dog big Podcast, claim. yeah. A strong contender for one of the best releases of this year. Gosh, that's good. Stellar st- st- entry. Full of atmosphere and horror Great stories only from the digital fix Mass Movement says When it comes to Big Finish Sometimes one can tell just from the opening strands of a story That this one is going to be different That something special is happening here Static is one of those stories And that's from Mass Movement
0: You know, talking of ghostly things Mm. I had a, a bit of a spooky encounter last night Yes I was asleep um and i woke That's up spooky it's terrifying i woke up and there was this light coming from from outside towards the hall and i thought what's that light all about anyway i thought ah oh, whatever just so went back to sleep woke up and I saw the light again It was still there so i thought i'm gonna get up and uh, and work this out went into the kitchen and the fridge was open and the fridge light was on what? and and I, yeah i had no idea how was the fridge open who opened the fridge why did it open Nobody knows. But the interesting thing is, allegedly, although, you know, allegedly, um, a couple of doors down from my house is an ancient place uh, which is said to be haunted by multiple ghosts. So maybe the ghost got hungry in the night. Wow.
3: Or maybe it was just the fridge door wasn't closed properly. Oh, yeah, it was that was you, a tell, Sorry, you, yeah. you tell me. You <laughs> I, tell uh, me. Uh, we've got the answer now. Um, yeah. While I email Jackie Emery at Big Finish to make sure she knows which release to attach the offer to. Benji, please explain how you get the 25% discount in the style of a haunted fridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't even know. I, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, I have many abilities, Nick, but I, I think you're pushing me to my limits, oh boy, really. Uh, if you, well, if you wanted to, 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 to access this... Uh, um, haunted for, for, <laughs> i don't know just if you want to go to bigfinish.com oh, first, he's, he's, head over there
3: yeah, he's given you know, up
0: well you know do fridges talk <laughs> yeah
3: neither do seagulls but you did see guys speaking the other week <laughs>
0: but at least they have mouths yeah. fridge doesn't even have a mouth
3: i it think no <laughs> if he, if he that's, <laughs> that's an interesting argument but uh
0: Although one one could interpret it that, that they've got two i do
3: Oh, I am oh. the fridge. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, look, I'm meant to be writing to Jackie. You're meant to be doing the comedy routine.
0: Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Look, <laughs> if you want to just go uh, a, to bigfinish.com. Head to podcasts. a coward. Head to podcasts. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> Uh, you, you want to go? Well, <laughs> just click here and underneath the picture of myself and haunted Nick. Then enter the code, buck up. That's B U C K U P, buck up. No spaces, complications, nothing. Enter it in, yes, and you will get your prize. Your discount will be yours. Ooh. Well, that was very as good, good as I can get. Well, that I was mean,
3: good. I don't know why you're so disheartened about it. It was well, a top was, performance. Know, yeah. It
0: was yeah, I, I put that, you know, right up there with um, with Alec Guinness. It is. Christmas, uh, Christmas Carol. <laughs> uh, that was the one that I will never forget. The review that I read of that it said <laughs> Alec Guinness wonderfully minces as the ghost of Christmas Past. <laughs> it was something like that. But of course, it's because he does a funny walk, doesn't he? When he when, does, he, when yes. he when he's singing a song or something.
3: Yes, um, yes. Great, great. No, not a, yeah, not a. Yeah, not not. What did you say? Great well there's a musical, isn't no, it? Wasn't, it? it the, um, no, no. The,
0: I thought oh no, maybe it was I oh, was it Scrooge? Oh it is, isn't it? Yes you're Scrooge, right. I think it's it is.
3: Scrooge, that's right, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, this is the Christmas podcast.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was superb work there, Ran. almost as as good as Benji. Uh, next week's podcast is called Torchwood Emancipation. We'll be going behind the scenes with Torchwood Restricted Items Archive Entries 031 to 049 by Maddie Wilson. And the 12th Doctor Audio Novel by Johnny Morris, Emancipation of the Daleks, performed by Dan Starkey. Uh, and a bit of me. Well, uh, all of me, but I'm only in it for a bit, is what I'm saying.
0: Well, it's better than only a bit of you being in it. Yes. You know, if, if, if you're going to be in it, I want all of you to be in it. <laughs> Well, once again, or as it says here, once againy no, which looks like typing. an alien. It looks like Brindisi. an alien name, againy, again-y.
3: I am againy yeah, I've again-y. come back what again. Yes, againy
0: It's Jacini's uh, friend, <laughs> againy and Jacini. Uh, is that from the uh, two doctors? It certainly is. Gosh, how do we remember um, these things? Played by Jacqueline well,
3: Pierce, wasn't
0: it? so yes, correct, correct. Uh, thanks for listening, and it's a big goodbye from me, Orsini, and Againi. it's Benji Clifford and him, Nicholas
3: Briggs. And Dastari. Is it Ors- Dastari, or Orsini? Dastari, yes. Orsini. Is that right? Is that her name? I thought orsini. Just or Orsini? Just orsini is from um, Revelation, isn't it? Anyway, yes, so. Yes, you're right. Ors- yes, you're right. Uh, yes, strange, that Orsini with his stick. Oh, by the way, please don't forget uh, we do all this. At- for the love of stories (laughs) time now for unit brave new world one seabird one rogue state by rob valentine one
9: seabird one where are you seabird one please come in
2: this is Seabird One, reading you loud and clear.
7: Oh, you're a sight for stories, Brigadier. I was starting to worry my earpiece was playing up. Not to sound like I'm nervous or anything, but where are you?
2: Sorry for the delay, but that's Vabbida City at rush hour for you. I take it you're still on the target.
7: Almost lost him changing trams, but I've got him. He's in the Aura Hotel on Venko Street. Second floor, two windows from the
2: left. Any sign of this man he's gone to meet? <sighs>
7: Nothing yet. I think I'll go in for a closer look.
2: Proceed with caution, Eerie Six. Remember, he's as dangerous as they come.
1: (laughs) Impressive. I can see why you covered these creatures, General. Their anti-personnel capability is easy to imagine.
8: That is not the opinion of the Federation Council. Security around them will be...
1: ...lax. Then all I need is the time and the place. I warn you,
8: out in the open they are deadly. Their containers must
1: not be breached. You know my reputation, General. I guarantee a white glove delivery. Once we have them, they will reach you intact and unexamined. And the fee? 20 million American dollars by electronic transfer. The first five million on execution of our agreement, and the following 15 once delivery has taken place. Is alone,
8: ma'am. Looks like we've been given bad intel. It's not an in-person meeting, it's a video call.
2: Then pull back, Eerie 6. We're almost with you. But he's
1: right there, ma'am.
2: Eerie 6, that's an order. If we take him now, we'll never find out who his contact is.
1: I can recommend my usual escrow agent. He is prepared to hold the funds in the meantime for a competitive commission of 0.5%. Do we have, as they say, Excellent. A pleasure doing business with you. Uh, General Portnoy, you must forgive me. As you can appreciate, I am suddenly a very busy man. Good day.
2: Come in, Erisix. We're outside and in position. You've done what you can. Now pull back. I said pull back! That's an order! Eerie six! Eerie six! Come in! Brag! Brag! Oh! Damn it! Brag! What's happening?
1: Is that you, Brigadier Bambera?
2: Crow yes.
1: Welcome to my hometown! It's been a long time. And this was one of yours, I think it.
2: What have you done to him?
1: I'm afraid to report that the inquisitive 86 is now 80-0. If you'd wanted me, you should have come after me yourself.
2: You know, that's not a bad idea! Brad's down! I'm going in! You might as well give yourself up!
1: I don't think I'll do that. Thank you, Brigadier. But uh, please do check over by the desk. I wanted to leave something to forget you by.
3: Oh no!
2: Boathouse, come in! There's a bomb about to go off! Be outside the window in five seconds or the pavement's breaking my fall! All I know is that he won't be staying in Vabbida City. In fact, he's probably left Volgermeyer already.
9: We've alerted Interpol.
2: He's not Interpol's to get, he's mine!
5: Leave this to them, Brigadier. You're being recalled to Unit Central Control.
2: What?! No! I'm not done here! You
5: are. And that's an order.
2: Give me two days! Trust me, I can get him!
5: Bambera, your flight to Geneva leaves at 2100 hours. Be on it.
2: Understood. Damn!
8: Brigadier, good evening. Who the hell are you? Sergeant Jean-Paul Severin? at your service.
2: I can carry my own bag, thanks.
8: Glad to hear it. I am simply here to escort you to Geneva.
2: Are you serious? Don't tell me they consider me a flight risk. Not at all, ma'am.
8: But as I was heading that way anyway, and uh, since I am such a fantastic conversationalist, Central Command thought you might appreciate the company.
2: Touché, Sabrina. It was silly to ask and I'm too whacked to argue.
8: Ah, bon, tu parles en français. This trip's looking better already.
2: I didn't know internal security officers could read.
8: You'd be surprised, Brigadier. They let some of us use sharp pencils.
2: Yes. Well, thanks for not handcuffing me to my seat, at least.
8: The thought did not occur to me. Besides, I would hate to confirm your prejudices about internal security.
2: Fair enough. Mind if I send an email?
8: Be my guest. Like I
2: said, you are not a prisoner. You may walk out any time you wish. We do happen to be 20,000 feet up, Sergeant. And you are more than welcome to stay. Thanks.
8: May I ask what you are writing? Your memoirs,
2: perhaps? No. My resignation. Anyway,
8: oh
2: Oh. Oh. There's no one here There's still no one here My. I have caught you in a rebellious mood haven't I? Dame Lydia. Good morning. How many times? Just Lydia. All that formality makes me feel like some kind of monument. Sorry. I wasn't expecting company. Clearly. This place looks like a bomb's hit it. What are you doing in Geneva? I was in the area. I heard you were here so I thought I'd drop by. And I come bearing gifts. Please tell me that's coffee. The good stuff. Ah, thank you. And chocolate. The cheap stuff, even better. That's the only problem with the Swiss. They overdo the simple things. To each their own, I suppose. Hmm, Nice view of the lake you have here fine as legs go all right now you've buttered me up to what do i owe the pleasure i saw your email most amusing how have you been fine thanks that's not what central control thinks by the way i was sorry to hear about your breakup your knight in shining armor ran away home they tell me water under the bridge it was too long distance to work yes Of course. Seeing anyone new? I wouldn't be in bachelor's quarters if I were. So you're a free agent, as they say. It looks that way. Lydia, I do hope you're not trying to fix me up with anyone. Not a man, no. I'm offering you a job. One that'll mean relocating. Where? The UK. Good old Blighty, eh? What is it? It's a promotion, actually. The fact is, Winifred, that the Secretariat was highly impressed by the part you played in the Carberry incident last year. And I'm here to ask you to take over as head of unit, UK. I am flattered. Is that an I'm flattered yes, or an I'm flattered but? The latter. I'm sorry, Lydia. I'm not up to it. Rubbish. Remember who you're talking to. Old Chunky Gilmore said you were the brightest young officer Sandhurst ever spat out. And he wasn't wrong. Sorry, not interested. Besides, I'm not sure what deuce I'd be. Is this about Bragg? No, he knew the risks. Then what is it? Look, ever since the Eastern Bloc fell, Units been running around the world trying to bring order to chaos. First in the Gulf, then Azania, and now in Volga Maya, Forget the woo-woo stuff. The real threat to the world is us. Humanity. At least during the Cold War, we could keep a lid on things, but now... I think it's just a matter of time before we lose control completely. If you think I'm about to disagree with you on that, you're wrong. But that's exactly why we need people like you in the right job at the right time. I don't know. If I was all that... Bragg would still be alive, wouldn't he? So this is about Bragg. And all the others before him. I'm going to finish getting dressed. Listen. Twelve hours ago, a shipment of Soviet-era canisters left Vladivostok on their way to being rehoused in a secure facility in England. We have reason to believe the shipment is under threat. I'd like you to assemble an inspection team, fly in, and take over security. There are at least half a dozen equally qualified people you could ask. None of them are as good as you. You never know, some of them might even be better. They'd have to be. The person we suspect of targeting this shipment is a Mayan national. And according to his dossier, he's extremely dangerous. He goes by the name of Kroyach. He goes by a lot of names. Krojach, Zabo, Schneider, Taylor. You're sure it's him? It's him. You know Dame Lydia. Sometimes I worry you know me better than I know myself. Sometimes I think I do. What is this shipment? Radioactive material? Toxic waste? Something like that? Neither the Russian Federation nor the MOD want to say. Not even to us. But I'm doing my best to find out. Well, are you still uninterested? I won't take the desk job, ma'am. But I will get Croyatch for you, and then I'm done. If you look to your right, Savrine, you'd see France.
8: Thank you, Brigadier, but I've seen it already many, many
2: times. And here I was thinking a bit of active duty might get your nose out of that book.
8: (sighs) Yes.